Okay, uh, welcome to the inaugural episode, episode one of Suds and Cinema, podcast about beer and movies. My name is Kyle. This is my co-host, Jacob. Hello. Um, so yeah, I've been wanting to start a podcast for a while, and I really like movies, listen to a ton of podcasts about movies. Um, Jacob, what got you into movies? Uh, I've always been more interested in art and art. For art's sake, anything <laughs> that's in the art area, I like. And yeah, I agree. Movies with that too. is a big part of it. So definitely, yeah. I mean, I think we both kind of view film as as an art form and as well as entertainment and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, how about the beer side? Okay, so beer is something I know a lot more about. <laughs> Living in Grand Rapids for a year, Beer City, USA. That's right. Should mention that we're both from Michigan. Both went to high school together. And both love beer, so why not talk about it? So, kind of the format of the show is going to be, uh, we'll pick a beer every week or other week and just drink that, talk a little bit about it, um, post on uh, Untapped eventually, and then we'll get into a featured review and uh, talk about some movies and things like that. So, this week, first episode, we have Founders... Highly acclaimed KBS the flavored espresso stout. version of it. Yes, espresso. So go ahead. What is uh, what is Founders? What is KBS? So if you're not familiar with Founders, you really need to fix that because Founders is one of the best breweries that is going around right here in the U.S. And it's from our home state here in Michigan, Grand Rapids, where I lived. So KBS is one of their biggest, most well-known beers used to come out only once a year gonna be year-round starting in March and this is the first variant of KBS the espresso version so it's always been made with coffee but this one I think they like steeped it in coffee or espresso beans from I believe another coffee place in Grand Rapids Fortress or Ferris Ferris coffee that's what it is hmm. and so it's supposed to be a lot more coffee forward that's Pretty much exactly what this says. I'll just read it real quick. It says, KBS gets its coffee fix and the very first variant to come from our beloved bourbon arrow aged stout. Yes, KBS may already be brewed with coffee, but it gets some extra oomph when it's, when it's aged on espresso beans after being removed from barrels. The result is a fresh and snappy coffee twist on our classic barrel-aged beer. Who says you can't start your day with a barrel-aged stout? So without reading that, you already knew all that. It's pretty impressive. So I think <laughs> it sounded better the way I said it. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's crack this open and... Uh, with the founders. Take some drinks. Yeah. Oh, the founders. Bottle opener. Oh, that was satisfying. All right. First drinks. Yes. It's pretty good. So this is, we should mention that this is 12% ABV, which is very strong for beer. <laughs> yeah. And I think normally with these kind of stouts and porters and imperial porters, things like that, that it's, you lose, it loses a lot um, of drinkability, especially like multiple beers. Can't drink more than one usually. Oh yeah, this is way too Because it's so strong. Yeah. Or because of the, even because of the flavor and things like that. It's but it's pretty easy to drink. It's extremely rich, but definitely I have had the regular KBS many, many a times. Mm -hmm. And I will say... Definitely more coffee heavy. I will say I think I prefer the original, but delicious. Hmm. One of the best stouts, probably. Yeah, that's good. All right, let's 
check in on Untapped. So follow us. Let's say for people that don't know, Untapped is what basically beer social media. <laughs> yeah, it is beers. That's exactly, exactly beer social media. Um, so we'll be checking in every beer that we try on the show. If you want to know. Uh, basically a rating on it, um, what a picture of the bottle or can looks like. Um, you can follow us. I believe I'm at the KG project and Jacob is, what's your, what's your handle? That is a great question. You don't even know. It's uh, a <laughs> J Sal, J S A L five one seven. All right. And you also get to earn achievements, which just makes this fun little habit even more fun. Yeah, on Untapped, get badges, things like that for your check-ins, things like that. You can toast your friends, basically like giving a like on Facebook. But anyway, so that's what we'll be drinking this episode. And I guess we should say the featured review for this week is Uncut Gems, because we just watched that together. Um, directed by the Safdie Bros, Safdie Brothers, up-and-coming directors, most notably known for uh, Good Time. They did have a movie before that. I think it's called Heaven Knows What. I haven't seen that yet, but I love Good Time. I don't know if you've had a chance to catch up with that. Not yet. That is my next one on my list. But Uncut Gems stars Adam Sandler, um, Athena Menzel. Which was a surprising yeah. one for me. Um, I was waiting for Let It Go at any time. <laughs> Kevin Garnett's in it. Um, Best actor in the movie. Yeah. A few other people, probably, you know, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, um, and then a couple other not as well known. But what what's you want to give your initial impressions? What did you think? Yep. Loved it. Great. Awesome movie. <laughs> Beautiful. Loved it. Except it yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Okay, so initial impressions. Liked it a lot coming out of it. Um, didn't like it as much as Good Time. But once I sat on it, I think I did like it more. So um yeah, walking out, I think we had the same initial reaction, uh, a little bit over long. Yeah, pacing. Maybe had, had a little, yeah, a little pacing problems issues. there. Um, but yeah, really, really good. I mean, I think performances is the biggest thing for Uncut Gems. Uh, Adam Sandler, I mean, everybody, this whole sporting cast, uh, it had The weekend in it. It had, it had you know, unknown a- or some unknown actors, but... People that aren't normally actors go in and, and give good performances. And just the, I guess, believability for, for a pretty, un, I shouldn't say unrealistic, but crazy story. The acting was, was yeah, which probably the best thing. It's kind of a good tribute to the director then that he was able to get those guys acting well. I don't know. Maybe they're just magically great actors. but Well, it's, it's interesting because in, the in their first movie, Good Time, I mean... One of the Safdie brothers is, he's in about half of the movie, um, but, you know, so he doesn't have to pull that, that performance out of someone else, and he plays, he plays a, you know, a mentally challenged man, so that would be really hard to get out of someone else exactly how they want it, um, and then they have Robert Pattinson, which, you know, is usually, usually gives those good performances, but it's not that Adam Sandler isn't capable of it. Um, cause we've seen him in, you know, movies before, give really good performances, punch drunk love and things like that. Dramatic performances. But yeah, I think this is probably going to go down as like the best in his career. 
That's easily the best in his career for me. Yeah. Not a big Adam Sandler fan. Yeah. But... I haven't seen I haven't seen all of his all of his movies or or all the ones that he's, you know, the dramatic performances right. that he's well known for. But yeah, I mean, when you look at his other movies, they're mostly comedies and just those those stupid raunchy movies that he makes with his friends, or not even raunchy anymore. They're just all the Netflix movies that he's <laughs> yeah, making. They're really great. So bad. Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah, obviously he knows how to act, and he he has known. But yeah, I really hope he gets. Uh, actually, the Golden Globes on tonight. I should say that we're recording this Sunday, <laughs> January fifth. We'll see what happens. Well, I think it's like great too, just to see him in this kind of serious role, which I haven't seen like really any of his serious roles. So yeah. just the comedy ones, and I don't like any of them. Yeah, even the classic ones. So seeing him like take on this kind of role was really nice. Yeah. I thought the his um, mistress was really good too. Like when she get you know the just how she plays, kind of crazy. Yeah, which one was that? Julia. Fox? Julia. Oh, I don't know what's her name. Um, I don't think it's maybe I shouldn't recognize her, but yeah, Julia Fox. Huh. Yeah, and she plays Julia as well. But yeah, um, she was a kind of a surprise. I kind of liked her role too. It was different. I yeah. expect it at any time to turn into like some kind of vanilla regular just damsel in stress or something. Just well, you think like a she's, gold digger, yeah, yeah, because you exactly. think she's, um, you think that you know she's a lot younger, she's a lot more attractive. You think she's only using him, but like it seems like that she actually really cares about yeah, him and likes him. It felt in real, the end. yeah. Like even after he was really, really terrible. Yeah. To her. So yeah, I mean, just as far as the character goes, we should say that he is pretty much one of the most like unlikable characters, but you're always, yeah. you're always rooting for him, which just is, I think attributable to the writing, how well it, the, the character is. Um, cause you always want him to like get out of these situations that he puts himself in, even though he's an asshole and he keeps putting <laughs> yeah, himself in these situations. You're like, okay, I hope he pulls out this time. Why can't you just like quit? So he's, you know, he's a gambler. Uh, you pretty much, He's addicted to gambling, obviously. He loves gambling other people's money. Right. <laughs> and money he, he doesn't have. No fear whatsoever yeah. of using other people's money to try and get that one last score. And I feel like that's probably how he made all of his money was just continuously betting, always taking that risk, always hoping to get something out of it in that right, way. Right. And having the confidence to know that he will get it even if he continuously fails right. over and over. So yeah, acting really well, characters really well. I think the story was went to some interesting places. Um, you know, just because, like I said, it's always different situations that he finds himself in. It's not, it's not super straightforward. It's always up and down, up and down, and that adds to that that chaos and and frenetic pace that you know that we kind of mentioned before. Very similar to Good Time. Um, you know, a lot of close shots and things like that, and always just chaotic, really. And uh, did you get a chance to watch that video, the analysis video? I did, okay. yes. Yeah, so the the story, for, for the most part, revolves around this opal. And, like, Kevin Garnett becomes obsessed with it because you can, like, see... He says you can, like, see the universe in it. And... Um, Fits his character perfectly. I could see him actually believing <laughs> this. All right, I don't know much about Kevin Garnett, but, yeah, that's what you, you and your brother were both saying, that, yeah, it seems like a character, or it seems just pretty much Kevin Garnett 
playing himself in yeah, the movie because he uh, would maybe that's why like he that. did so well. Yeah, he's but just it, him. it helps kind of watching that just add another layer to it because you know it's it does have a very surface layer a surface to it that's obvious and things like that and then you you re, you watch something like that where it says because of you know there's this this figure or this item that represents the universe and that kind of how chaotic and random it is and then it puts a whole spin on the movie where that's the entire that's his entire life is just chaotic and and random because the things that happen to him like aren't always uh, planned it's always you know just by coincidence seems like so oh yeah i just like that interpretation and how it added and something else to it i definitely feel that like the camera work everything just i felt almost uncomfortably anxious during the entire movie and it was just like the feeling those close-ups that are constantly like instead of like a wide angle that allows you to like see everything at once it's like these close angles that are uncomfortable way too close to people sometimes there's all this noise that's just multiple characters talking over each other all the time and oh yeah the the dialogue yeah they they are constantly like three or four people talking or three or four different sounds coming in and then on top of that you have uh one oh trick one point tricks never's score which he did uh good time as well mm, yeah and it's very it's uh it's synthy yeah synthy it's uh techno-ish um uh, and, it, and it adds to that because it's that's playing over everything else as well at the same time. So it's it's super almost claustrophobic and um, and how it's shot and done. Yeah. But it they, felt like, like it could have been easily messed up though. Like having oh, that yeah. kind of things to be balanced enough that you still knew what was going on. You never felt like you didn't know what was happening or you couldn't hear the, <laughs> an important part at the time. But. So yeah. that took a lot of work, I bet. And it adds that anxiety because, like, every time there's like three or four people talking, you're like, you're kind of feeling like, why don't you, you know, why doesn't this happen? Get this point across, or like, you're wanting this to happen. Especially times when, like, when Kevin Garnett was in the when it, he was in his diamond shop or in his jewelry shop, and you're just like, just get the just get the opal back or just get it from him. Like, why wouldn't somebody just, you know, he you want it to, like I said, you're rooting for him to succeed, but it just adds to that anxiety and that tension that never lets up pretty much from the start but um overall yeah i still think there's some of those it could have been cut down a little bit there are definitely some scenes some things that seem not super necessary maybe i would say my guess would be 20 minutes cut would be like yeah perfect yeah, there was a couple of times I felt like it was getting really close to the end and it just kind of dragged out longer than yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's talk real quick about how we we can rate this and then we'll talk about how we plan to rate movies and then maybe kind of give a description on what you feel like your, your maybe what your ratings mean to you and things like that. So walking out. Like I said, I didn't like it as much as Good Time, but I ended up giving it four out of five, which I would consider great. Would be like my one word. So, what about you? So, are we doing half scores here? Or yeah. Just... So, what I always do is I always do it out of ten, and yeah, I think because okay. that's the letterboxed right. rating. So I say that you know I will mention that we're on letterbox as well. But good. So, what would your be out of five or out of ten? Basically, if you double that, it's out of ten. So. Yeah, I would also go with a four for this movie. I feel like 
for me, that would also be a great movie. Five would be perfect. Right. Four point five would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how I, it's, it's tricky when you get too low. I don't really have like a, like a description for one through four. I'm going to try once... not to talk about movies that are that bad. <laughs> try not to, but it's definitely going to come up. I think it'll be fun too, eventually in the future too. But once yeah. you get to five, I always just consider five to be average and you don't see, you always see a lot of people avoid giving like scores lower than three. They're like, Oh, I feel like it doesn't deserve a three or less than a three or whatever like that. This movie was just average. So they'll give like a three or three and a half. I'm like, no average. The definition of average is two and a half, five out of 10. That's yeah. perfectly right down the middle. Six, I would say is good. Seven is really good. Eight, great. Nine, amazing. 10, like masterpiece or perfect, whatever you want to call it. So basically if you're looking for like a one word review or something like that, you know, you can always go back to what those, what those numbers mean. Not that, I mean, ratings are kind of arbitrary anyway, but right. it's, but you have to have it. Yeah. It's something that, <laughs> it's something that you still, I, I enjoy, you know, you have checking. to market somehow. Yeah. You know, it's what we do. We're trying to review movies. So even as unprofessional as it is, <laughs> right. So, <laughs> Four out of five for both of us. Uncut Gems. Go see it. Definitely, I would recommend seeing it in the theater just because of how yeah. it kind of puts you in that headspace better. And especially if you have to focus on it. Yeah. Um, if you're watching it at home and like you're checking your phone or whatever, it really kind of would take you out of that. I agree there. What they're trying, the Safety Brothers are trying to achieve. I also think the bigger screen helps with just more of that chaoticness. I feel like if it was a smaller screen, it's more easy to pay attention to things. Whereas like the, the camera motions that I, that sometimes are dizzying. Like, yeah, definitely. it's just, it, it's hard. Definitely. But it's meant to be, it's meant to create that. So, yeah. So let's move on to a couple things that we've been watching recently. This will be pretty short because I want to talk more in detail when we do like a top 10 of the year. And this episode will be pretty short anyway, just because it's the first one and we still don't know what we're doing, but that's fine. Um, Should have seen how long it took us to get this <laughs> mic set up. So, <laughs> Yep, it's all just part of the learning. <laughs> um, all right, so you want to go first? You want me to go first? How do you want to do it? Uh, so we're just going to start with one movie that we watched recently. We sure. Liked. Yeah. We'll just go back and forth, do a couple brief things. Um, and if you think you want to talk more about it at the end of the year, then, you know, save the majority of your discussion. But all right. Then. Is there anything that we both watched? I should say you watch Parasite, right? I have seen Parasite. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about Parasite real right. quick. Wait, first I want to hear what you, what do you think? What do you think? Like Parasite near perfect mm -hmm. movie thank you i don't know what i don't know what about it is holding it back for me from a perfect score but spoiler alert nine out of ten bong Joon ho pretty much a mastermind i don't love all of his movies i wasn't a huge fan of okja mm, but fair. um still have to see the host but Ooh, good. you know i love snowpiercer um loves parasite um yeah just the they do old boy too is that I think so. I think it was yeah. him. Yeah, the first. Yeah, obviously yeah. the original. One. Yeah, yeah, the, um, the good one. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> How do we not know that? How do I not know that? That man. Anyway, I am. Pre I'm. Um, I'm 99. Sure <laughs> I'm him. pretty sure it is too. It's too good um, not to be him. But yeah, just super well shot. Um, it looks amazing, and the performances are really good too. You know, I love I love Korean movies because they 
no matter what genre it is, there's always like comedy injected oh, yeah. into it. And it's such <laughs> it's, it's like so funny. smart comedy. Like, yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. The movie, even though it's like it's handling some, you know, it's it seems to be a little bit of a, satir- a satirical look at a few different things. Um, but yeah, good message and everything. Yeah, definitely, definitely see Parasite as soon as possible. But anything else? I don't know, you want to elaborate? Um, yeah, near perfect. If not perfect, it's one of my favorite movies I think I've ever seen. I think I could bump it up to a 10 Yeah, on a rewatch. Like, literally everything about it I love. From the music, the, just the dialogue itself, and like even the like dialogue between the characters, like the one scene when they're all together, like eating and the other yeah. family's off and camping or whatever. It's just amazing. <laughs> it feels so real, so good. They just gel off each other like everything about it i love and it like you said it's it is hilarious i like people were laughing out loud like during the beginning and like it's even almost hard to put into a genre what kind of movie it was yeah definitely yeah he it's it is really doesn't play in in one genre in particular i mean maybe drama i don't know some people don't consider like mystery a genre but um i wouldn't really say it's a mystery anyway but yeah, really just focused on two families and the class and politics that goes along with that and, you know, basically what what someone would do to survive, really. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He is at the top of his game. Yeah, super clever. He's... I hope he sticks with I hope he sticks with all Korean actors and, and mm-hmm. to, like because Okja was kind of half and half, and I didn't really love it. Um, I really like Snowpiercer, but yeah, it's I not everybody's. It's not everybody's favorite, though. Um, that, and then you know when he goes back to Old Boys, um, almost a masterpiece or a masterpiece. A lot of people say the host is very, very good. I haven't seen I that yet. Loved but, the host. Yeah, so amazing. There you go. You can speak on that. There was some Americans in that too. So okay, so very, very small part, but. Okay amazing movie that was the first movie i seen by him i think it came out in like 2006 or something i think it was 2006 yeah, yeah. and then old boy and then i've just been following him for years and yeah he's one of my favorite directors always one to look out for i'm for i sure. love to see that he's getting this international craze. i know i kind of hope that i kind of hope parasites up for best picture and not best foreign picture yeah exactly Because i think it has a shot it at has best the picture. chance <laughs> it should be i've never yeah it is the best movie i know the academy can get fucked up <laughs> um Okay, good. We both saw Parasite. Uh, I think we both watched The Irishman. Mm-hmm. Okay. So The Irishman, Scorsese's latest picture. Um, some people are calling it a the the third part of a gangster trilogy. Not really related to those, but no. um, you know, gangster epic. Whatever. He definitely you call didn't it, leave epic. his comfort zone. Yeah. No. <laughs> but it plays in the same realm as as. People's favorite Scorsese movies. It plays in, in the same realm as those. Um, De Niro, Pesci, and actually, when you, it's weird to think about, but this is actually Al Pacino's first time working with Scorsese. Really? Yeah, because you're always like, oh man, I thought Al Pacino worked with Scorsese before, but nope, this is the first time. I will say, I also thought that he worked with him before. Yeah, it's just, just it's just weird to to hear that and like, you know, you have to think about it, but it's true. Um, so Irishman, I will say, it took me two times to watch it. Not wow, I didn't. That's a I didn't watch it in two parts because I would not do that to a film. I will rewatch. I will watch whatever I've seen. But I watched it really late at night. I was really tired, 
and I couldn't make it through. So about a week later, I started back from the beginning and rewatched it and finished it, loved it. Um, I think it's, I rewatched Casino recently also. I will say I think it's yeah. much better than Casino. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't get all of the love for Casino. I still think Casino is really good, but I don't get how people talk so highly of it. Anyway, I think The Irishman is much better than that, more mature than that. Everything about it is is a little bit better. Um, even though it jumps around all these places in time, super easy to follow. Story is just really well laid out and how they tell that story. And um, even the effects, I think, are pretty good. Yeah. I My think... only question is, what is... I should have looked this up, but what is, what is he... What age is De Niro supposed to be portraying? What char- What? How old is Frank in the beginning when they show him? <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. He's like, you know, he, he walks or he he's supposed to be so young, but he still looks pretty old. Yeah. What did they do? Was that just makeup or is that like CG? Because it looked well, kind of weird is, at parts. The like. the this technique is so. This is a brand new technique where they they had like three or four different cameras filming at the same time, and then they would take points of articulation on the face so it was cg but mm-hmm. it was it was so well surrounded like you had every angle so it was like the best de-aging that you could do yeah at once i feel like it just almost got out of the uncanny valley but yeah. i could definitely tell something was off yeah and that's why my question is like what age is he supposed to be in that movie because he definitely looks still looks pretty old yeah unless he's portraying you know like a 30 year old or like a even like a mid 30s and i would kind of believe it more but like the way that it starts you think like he might be in like his 20s or supposed to be in his 20s yeah and it doesn't but look like he it does at all. not yeah yeah just some things like that minor nitpicks and of course the scene that we talked about before the hilarious scene when he goes into the grocery store and grabs the guy and throws him out <laughs> it's supposed to be curve stomping him yeah it's so comical it's and how bad it is i don't know how scorsese watched that and said oh yeah this is that good. looks real let's move on <laughs> but i mean yeah i loved it pretty much everything about it besides that i think great performances in that movie too um i think i think there's some i, I haven't seen marriage story yet you've watched marriage story but yep. all the performances this year there's going to be a lot to be. It's going to yeah, be yeah, a good a race for best actor and best supporting actor. Yeah. I will also say that the brothers could take a little lesson about pacing yeah. from Scorsese here because <laughs> it was, what, three hours, 45 minutes? Three? Yeah, it was, um, I think it was over Almost three and a half. hours. Uh, over three and a half, under four. I don't know the exact run time. And I will say it did not feel like that to me at all. Like, yeah. I was perfectly fine sitting through that. It ended, and I'm like, yeah, perfect. It felt like a two and a half hour movie to me. Great. Story definitely helps with that. I was always wondering, you know, what was going to happen next and things yeah. like that too. So, um, we'll probably might touch more on that too. And top ten in the air. I don't know how your list is looking yet, but anything else that we both watched? Um, I'll touch on some, or I'll touch on one, and then you can say if you watched or not. Oh, go ahead. Let's um, see. I'll just go over December basically. Yeah. Um, and only do new releases. So, 2019 Booksmart. No, but I'm see. I'm a little bit behind here. Okay, so I'm sure Booksmart came out pretty early this year. Yeah, and I and it was put on Hulu, so I decided to watch it because um, it got a lot of good reviews. People were comparing it. It's calling it the female super bad. I super bad is one of my favorite comedies oh, yeah. like, of all yeah. time. I think right. it's super clever, super well written. Anyway, 
Olivia Wilde's directorial debut, Booksmart, was good, pretty good. Don't think it's deserved of all the hype. Um, there were some parts that were pretty unbelievable, um, which is fine. You know, it's a, it's a comedy, but um, definitely not as funny as Superbad, not as well written as Superbad. Um, pretty well acted though, and and pretty enjoyable. It's just it was super easy to watch, but um, not not getting not getting all the praise for me. Um, is there one that you? Well, I watched yeah. Mirror's Story, and I know you haven't seen that one yet. Okay, go ahead. Touch on Mirror's Story. I would save it, because I am going to watch it. So if you want to get okay, into it... Okay, I'm not going to go into the... Okay, like, I will spoilers. watch it, like... I'll just... I'm going to watch it this week, for sure. All right, great. Definitely watch. Watch it. <laughs> okay. Watch it. <laughs> watch it. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> great acting, great writing, great cinematography. Felt real. Yeah, I don't have really a lot of complaints to say about it beautiful one of the okay. best movies i've seen this save year. your rating i'm gonna give yeah. i'm gonna watch it but i forgot to say book smart i said three out of five okay next one the man without gravity have you heard of this i've heard of it is that the they put it on netflix i think netflix acquired it it's an italian film um about a man who is born and gravity doesn't affect him so i have he... see this was on my list it's not i love the weird movies like that yeah. so it was Okay, this is one of those perfectly average movies that watching. I watched it, it washed over me, and I felt nothing afterwards. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting premise, but it doesn't do much with that premise. It's basically mostly focuses on you know fame and the, the things that happen and come with fame and stuff like that, but doesn't really get too much into it, so it's not doesn't really offer much commentary or anything like that. It's just like, that's what I mean, it's just... I watched it, it washed over me, and that was it. So that one ended up being two and a half. Two and a half out of five. I do have one that I think we both have watched, Midsummer. Okay. Didn't come out too long ago. Yeah, we mean, can touch on It's a little bit older now, but I liked it a lot. Like the obviously the filming was beautiful and everything like that. Same mm-hmm. cinematographer as Hereditary, I believe. Same director. I think so. And yeah, beautifully shot. They had some really cool effects, especially for the tea or whatever they drank. I really enjoyed it. I would say yes. it was definitely worse, in my opinion, than Hereditary, and less so a horror movie than Hereditary. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Hereditary plays in the paranormal realm, whereas Midsummer is totally cult. realistic yeah. cult. Yeah people being sadistic and things like that um but yeah i loved i loved midsummer um like you said very well shot i agree all not as good as hereditary um definitely could use a rewatch um yeah but yeah actually the, i own it so oh perfect <laughs> um no i liked it a lot too i think florence Pugh, florence Pugh is gonna be great and i'll touch on a movie that she's in up here soon but yeah she's killing it and i don't know what it was just missing but i think i ended up giving it a four out of five i i would actually i would say 3.5 3.5 yeah, yeah. hereditary would have been a four okay four i'd say half. i had hereditary four and a half so yeah four and a go. half yeah. perfect <laughs> but yeah um that one might come up probably not i think it's too strong of a year to make it but uh maybe maybe for his next movie we can do a revisit of 
Hereditary and Midsummer, and maybe get in get into a little bit more details. Horror is definitely my favorite genre, and we I am just being like spoiled <laughs> right now with good horror movies. Yeah, it's definitely out. a better time for horror than it was what 2000 to 2010. That was like oh, the sad. Worst. <laughs> it was so sad. I, you just had to grip onto whatever you could find. Exactly. Um, okay, next one. Six balloons. Have you heard of this? Six balloons. Six balloons. Probably not. <laughs> super, super indie. Um, but it actually has um, Dave Franco and the girl that is in Abby Jacobson. She's in, um, what's that show on Comedy Central that she's in? <laughs> Broad City. There we go. Broad All City. Right. Okay, so two decently well-known actors. A really short movie. It's on Netflix. It was 2019, so I was like, sure, you know, I'll watch it. Um, really, though, underwhelming. Um, not, I mean, I never really think Dave Franco is that good of an actor. It depends on <laughs> what always, he's in. Okay. Yeah, I just think he's okay. Yeah. Uh, his comedic roles are always better. This is going for super dramatic. He is, you know, basically, he's a heroin addict, and it's a, just chronicles him and his sister trying to get him into a rehab center on. Uh, while she's also trying to host a party, it goes on at the same time. Um, so yeah, just some some weird uh, takes on that. Um, not super interesting. Doesn't do really anything interesting or make any sort of commentary or anything like that. Um, not shot super well. Just I don't know. I was just super bored by it. Also, um, so I ended up doing one and a half out of five on that. Oof. Yeah. Wouldn't recommend watching it. Nothing worth seeing there. But did you have anything else? Nothing too recently. Yeah. Okay, I'll go through these last two quick. Yeah. Like I said, this is just the most recent from December. Um, and like I said, we'll, we'll plug Letterbox at the end if you want to see all ratings for everything in 2019 and things like that. Um, let's see. Right after Six Bloons, I watched Little Women, Greta Gerwig's most recent movie. Any interest in seeing it? What was this? <laughs> Little Women. Little. Oh, yeah. Actually, that is on my list. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, Greta Gerwig's most recent movie. She directed Lady Bird. Yep. Love Lady Bird. I loved Lady Bird. Yep. Okay. Definitely go see Little Women then. I remember watching the other one because my sister and my cousin were obsessed with it. The 94 one, I think, it came out in. Something like around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just remember being super disinterested in it, and I was like, I don't know how this is gonna, you know, pull me in. But I love Lady Bird, love Greta Gerwig. Uh, it has Florence Pugh, it has uh, Saoirse Ronan, so definitely was on board for it. It was getting tons of great reviews, and I ended up loving it. Just never being bored. Um, the all the characters are super well done. Uh, the relationships between the sisters are really well done. Timothy Chalamet, my boy, is in it. He kills it. <laughs> Um, just some really good scenes with, with him and, and Saoirse Ronan also, and just about, you know, their relationship and, and what, it, what it was like to be in that time and, and be a woman, even though can't really relate to that, but I felt like I could, that's how well done it is. Um, you kind of feel for their, oh, yeah, their struggles. Great cast. Yeah. So I definitely recommend seeing that one. I ended up doing four and a half out of that on that one Ooh. as well. And then last but not least, most recently I watched The Report. Um, oh, this I, is the Amazon original movie with Adam that, Driver. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. So it's about the nine eleven, um, the nine eleven torture report. I think it was called, but 
anyway, it's, it's just called the report. And um, this one tackles some. It could yeah, you could view it as complicated subject matter, but um, it does it in a really easy and interesting way. Um, kind of just takes you down a timeline of of the events and touches on um, all of the reports that they that they go through. They have to go through millions of pages. I think it ends up being. And they have to scan every page um, for you know for any information uh, that would lead to uh, basically they're trying to uh, what's the word indict they're trying to indict the the you know the people that were responsible for this for for torturing these people so they're basically making journalism exciting to watch right yeah basically um, more exciting they take they take these pages and they kind of show you this is what happened. Uh, this was the prisoner, and then it does a flashback to whatever black site they were using and um, what happened to that prisoner and things like that. So it goes between present and past, um, but really interesting, uh, really well done. It looked really good, um, just not, just didn't take that extra step for me, um, but Adam Driver is, is really good in it. He's He's another one that's having just... A great year. Like He's said, always good in things that he that, that he, are not giant. Yeah, and Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, and even I think he's one of the more interesting parts of Star Wars. Um, I think if he's interested in the role, he does. He cares. Obviously, yeah. a better job. That's probably that sounds stupid because that's every actor, but um, but he doesn't even watch himself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but super well done. Um, I think I ended up doing four out of five on that one. So. That covers my December. Did you have anything else you wanted to touch on? I've got a list of movies that I'm going to be watching <laughs> okay. in the next week. So. We both have a list. We both have, have a, a huge list. Tomorrow. We both have a huge list to get through. I think we're going to do one more episode of just regular reviews, one featured review, maybe one or two featured reviews, and then top 10 after that. Yeah, we'll try to get to 1917. Um, but before closing out, let's just do some most anticipated for 2020 so it's january 5th been in the new year for a little bit let's just do four or five most anticipated movies what what's what's popping off soon obviously 1917 okay number one excited for that's coming we're considering that last year because it it came out on december 25th (laughs) yeah so 1917 for us we haven't been able to see it we are in michigan where we don't get a lot of movies on dates obviously la new york those places are getting them much earlier. Sometimes it's going to be a little bit harder for us to watch them, but it doesn't matter. We're going to have our love of movies push forward. I'll start. Saint Mode. Okay. Boom. Saint Mod. Mod. Mode. <laughs> no, I don't know. Mo. It could be Saint Mode. Saint Mod. So as you said, poor favorite genre. Awesome. Yep. I'm really looking forward to it that looks one. Looks beautiful. Is it director Rose Glass? Isn't that her name? Rose Glass and yep. A24. A24. Killing Best it. horror movies. Yep. <laughs> Killing it. So here's one, like I said, we touched on this before. I don't know if it's going to be 2019 or 2020, but Portrait of a Lady on Fire is getting some of the best reviews. People are putting it on the best of decade mm-hmm. list, not just best of 2019. Yep. Best of decade list. want to see that. Um, Downhill. Have you heard of this? Downhill. Downhill. Downhill with Will Ferrell and Julia Louis-Dreyfus <laughs> is going to be a remake of... Force Majeure. All right. So, interested in that. I really like Force Majeure. 
I know you probably haven't seen that, but we'll get to it. Um, April, No Time to Die, new Bond film. Yeah. Not sure how well it's going to be, but... Uh, I haven't been the biggest fan of Bond movies, but I would say Skyfall was one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. So I'll right. watch it. Yeah. So Sam Mendes, out. He's doing 1917, yeah, which looks right. amazing. But do you know who's directing No Time to Die? No. Wait, I did. You'll know when you hear it. Kara Fukunaga. Really? Yep. So it could be pretty good. Pretty excited. Um, also in April, Annabellum. Don't know if you've yeah, heard of that. You've seen the trailer? Yep. But yeah, they've been pushing this thing hard from the same people that did Get Out and Us. Um, so looks that's a Jordan Peele? Or? It's not directed by Jordan Peele, though, which is actually why I'm a little bit more interested. Yeah. Like Get Out quite a bit. Hated okay. Us. Okay. Thank you. All right, we'll get, I we'll I completely get. agree on us yeah. was not good. It was like him trying, like I don't know, jacking himself <laughs> off or something. I don't yes. know. Yes, I, I think us it was is it was nicely the, filmed, but like it just was so much worse than Get Out. Probably the most overrated movie of this year. Yeah, just gonna say it. Throw it out there. All right, um, Tenet, Christopher Nolan's new movie, obviously, gonna be a banger. Dunkirk was amazing. Now he's getting back to his. Uh, some of his more interesting, I guess, projects. I mean, Dunkirk was amazing, but this I feel like this yeah. is going to play in the same realm as um, Interstellar and Inception will. Right. Quiet Place Part 2. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Hated the first one? Also, controversial opinion. I didn't hate the first one. I think the first one is also overrated. Not that good, but good. It was interesting. It was like... Sure. Uh, <laughs> For, first, that one for, for, for someone's first movie, it is pretty well done. Yeah. But yes. just didn't get into the story that much. But yes, Quiet Place 2 is coming out this year. Gretel and Hansel. Gretel and Hansel. Don't know that one. Um, what about The King's Man? Prequel, the King's to, Man. prequel to Kingsman. Uh, In or out? So, first Kingsman. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Beautiful. That fight scene at the end, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yes. Second one, I was not a fan. <laughs> Same here. I hope we don't agree on everything. I know. This is going to be really boring. <laughs> well, um, Quiet Place, we didn't quite agree on. Okay, there. that's true. Uh, yeah, same thing. Kingsman 1, amazing. Kingsman 2, sucked. The King's Man could go either way. Um, but it's going to be also directed by Matthew Vaughn, so we'll have to see. Late 2020, Godzilla vs. Kong, in or out? I'm gonna watch it. Gonna watch it. Yeah. Right. Well, I didn't. I actually didn't watch the last Godzilla movie. I didn't watch the last Godzilla either because <laughs> I heard it sucked. Yeah. But so, um, Kong Skull Island was okay. That was yeah. That was pretty good. I really liked the first Godzilla, which people most people don't like. Are you talking about the Garrett? Uh, was it Gareth Evans? Yeah, Gareth Evans Godzilla from year 2014. Yes. Okay. That one was good. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was good too. And people didn't like it. And then they threw in every monster and all the CGI bullshit and Eleven from Stranger Things. And they're like, all right, it's going to be good. No. Nope. Reviews nope. say otherwise. The first one like felt like the old school. It wasn't like trying to be too much. It wasn't like over the top, like Pacific right. Rim 2. Right. Which was so much worse than one. Yeah, I thought. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. And the, it was just more interesting definitely more interesting with yeah all, everything that it did but um not much more for 2020 on my list end of 2020 though could be the most interesting could be the best movie of the year dune dune 
Denis Villeneuve's new movie, Dune. He's been talking about it forever. He's wanted to make it forever. It's in post-production currently. So we are expecting it at the end of December. So I think everybody's a fan of Denis, but I know I am. We, oh, we were just talking about Blade Runner. I love oh, Blade yeah. Runner. You said it's pretty good, but his other movies... Okay, Blade Runner was the most beautiful movie yes. like I've ever seen. <laughs> and I I liked it a lot, but I will say, I don't know, it felt kind of slow at parts for me. But which you could attribute to it, you know, him trying to come up with this story to a movie that's been hailed as one of the greatest sci-fi movies ever. It can be it could be daunting to take on, but I thought it was really good. Yeah. He did um, it masterfully. Yeah. You know, Sicario is one of my favorite movies. Sicario like, is easily ever. one of my favorite movies ever. <laughs> um, I was so disappointed too. Yeah, <laughs> all these Enemy, sequels. Disappointing. He can do a small movie that really well. Uh, he goes big with Blade Runner, does it really well. He's just, I think he's one of the best working directors, if not the best working director, currently. So super hyped for Dune. And then a lot of other things are going to come out. Obviously, that you just don't, you're just not. You just have to wait. Sure on yeah, until they jump on your the list. the end of the year, but um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how how 2020 turns out. It's looking like a good year already. It's already started out pretty good. I think 2019 me. is going to be a good year as well. We'll have to see how where it where it lines up. But um, I think that about does it. We'll be back to do Marriage Story. We'll talk Marriage Story for yeah. sure. What else? We'll see 1917. Oh yeah. And if we really want to start pulling some people in. I'm also going to be watching The Grudge, even though I know it's horrible. We might Coming out as being horrible. <laughs> I'm not going to say for sure, but we might be able to talk about Star Wars next time. I will be watching that as well. Okay, so, and then after that, we'll try to get together for a uh, end of the year, end of the year list. Nice. All right. All right, see you guys next time.